and welcome back to the PBS podcast where we talk about all things surrounding mental health in and outside of sports. I'm your host, Julia, and for this episode, we have a special guest. Our special guest is my coach, Coach Lou, who was a collegiate D1 runner in the SEC conference from 2013 to 2017 and dealt with injuries in both his high school and college career that have caused him to go through many struggles mentally and physically. Um, and that's what we're going to be discussing today with him. Um, I'm just going to let you go right into it, into the next part, which will be the interview. Hi, Coach Lou. <laughs> how are you doing, Julia? <laughs> Good. How are you? A lot. Doing pretty bad after that run. Okay. <laughs> Where you really worked me. Yeah, well, you haven't ran in a while, so it's okay. Okay. I'm just going to ask you some questions um, about, like, mental health stuff, going through your injury and whatnot. And then, um, yeah, you can answer how you honestly feel and stuff. And, yeah. I know it's kind of hard because, like, <laughs> guys talking about feelings isn't... <laughs> it's not it's not something you usually do so no nope. you know? can't say i'm used to it yeah <laughs> okay all right the first thing i want to start off with is like right from the beginning like when was your first like earliest memory of you running and like why did you start so my first memory of running i used to go to my brother's baseball games when i was like five years old my parents thought i was really annoying so they would bet me that i couldn't run the entire way around the baseball field without stopping so they would do that the entire game just so I'd leave them alone and I would you actually did it like yeah. my parents did that too and I'm just like nah like I'll just sit here yeah. like I made a lot of money doing it oh but my God. I would just run in circles for forever like two hours while my brother played baseball it's a long time and then and then I, I kind of got away from running I was playing football mm-hmm. and then my seventh grade year I got a starting position in football but I wasn't fast enough to where I can make like a huge difference so mm-hmm. I was like Spring came around. I didn't run track before that, and I was like, I kind of want to get faster, so I became a sprinter, yeah. which is funny because <laughs> of where my career went, but I, I just started sprinting then, and then my eighth grade year, I, I got into the 800 and 400. Um, my track coach was also my football coach, and I would always like win the warm-ups, two <laughs> laps, and the one day he timed me in full pads, and I ran like a 230 in, mm-hmm. in full pads, like doing our 800 before practice. And he's like, you're an 800 guy now. Oh, my God. That's and, literally my PR. Yeah. And then he's, and then, yep, the rest, you know, kind of fell in place after that. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. So, like, did you ever use running? Like, I know you said, like, you were got, like, your parents, like, vetted you to, like, run around the field and stuff. Did you ever use, like, running as, like, a coping me- mechanism for, like, stress and stuff? Like, I know you, like, told me at practice, like, school is kind of, you were relaxed more about school than you were about running and stuff. So, like, were you ever, like, stressed about anything else that you, like, used running as? Uh, there were times so, in my life where if I was super stressed, I'd go for, like, a three, four-mile run mm-hmm. where I would always just run way too fast, and it actually never helped. But uh, <laughs> I would always just hammer a run just to do something well if things weren't going right in my life, whether it be school or, you know, relationships or or anything bigger than that. Um, like I know when when my grandmother passed away when I was younger, uh, I was going into freshman, or going into eighth grade, and uh, my cousin who ran, he's like, hey, let's just go for a run. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we were, everybody came over to the house and we were all, you know, talking. He's like, let's just go for a run. That was like the first time where I really like mm-hmm. used running as a coping mechanism. Uh, oh, we just hammered out like a four mile run at like, 610 pace for no reason at all that was probably the fastest I ever run four miles at that point oh my gosh. and and then when it came to school if I was 
if I was just going through a lot, I would just focus on not necessarily running, but practice. Like mm -hmm. I would just try and do every single thing at practice correctly so that there's one thing in my life that's just, you know, some, something I can, I know I can do correctly and I can do well. Consistency. Yep, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. So like, I know we said, like you said, you got into running because your coach told like for, what'd you say, football and stuff. Yeah. So like, what was your overall, overall reason or what it is and what was your overall reason for running? Like, what did you like, why did you like it so much that you stuck with it and like chose not to do football? Like, Well, so, and I know you guys make fun <laughs> of me because I was a football player and I'm five foot six, you know, in high school, I was like five, six, 120 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, I kind of quit growing in eighth grade and realized that, or sorry, my freshman year, I, I got pretty good at track and realized what my future was going to be. And it wasn't going to be football. I was like still a starter my freshman year, but I, you know, going into JV and varsity, I knew that my playing time was going to be limited. So I, I, I talked to my track coach and mm -hmm. he convinced me to come out and do cross country uh, fully my, my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of the main reason is it was something that I was good at and something I liked to do. Yeah. Like running necessarily, going for a run isn't my favorite thing in the world, but doing like hard workouts, racing, like I really enjoy it just to step on the line and see how far I could push myself, see what I could be, yeah. you know, both push myself like physically and mentally because, you know, most of running is a mental sport. Yeah. You know, the physical part's like 30, 40% of it. And then it's just seeing how tough you are. And that was, that was just a, a fun thing to do for me. Well, obviously you're very tough. You make the states a lot, but. <laughs> yeah, but I, I wish I was a little bit tougher. <laughs> You're still tough. Okay. So the next thing was like you're talking about is a mental sport. Like when you talk, when you look at like pressure and stuff, did you put most of the pressure on yourself or was like that family, like, you know, because I feel like a lot of athletes put it on themselves. It's not really their family, but it can go both ways. So in high school, I would say pretty much all of the pressure that was put on me was from myself. Mm -hmm. I had big goals. You know, I wanted to be a state champ. I never was, but uh, yeah. like the goal was always like, I need to get there and then I need to perform well there. And my parents, like, they, they didn't really run. They, my mom played volleyball, my dad played soccer, so they, they competed and stuff, but they never competed at that level. Mm -hmm. So they were, you know, they expected a win every time I stepped on the track because that's what they were used to, but they did realize that, you know, Ohio's a pretty big state and yeah. it's a pretty talented state, so they were, you know, they were happy with a lot of my success throughout high school. When it came to college, it was kind of 50-50, me and the coaching staff. And it's a much different situation, you know, a coach gets fired if they're, if they're not performing well. So yeah. it's a lot different than it is in high school. But, you know, it was, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I wanted to move to the next levels and I wanted to eventually run at the, the level after, after college. Uh, but the coaching staff, especially, my, my event coach was pretty good about it, but our head coach didn't understand distance running. And he expected you to walk on campus and immediately be okay. immediately be a uh, a contributor like a sprinter would like a high-end sprinter mm -hmm. well we didn't you know a distance runner takes time so he he didn't understand that and just kind of pushed some people and eventually like a lot of people quit the team because of it yeah. uh but yeah i would say like most of the pressure was myself but in college it was definitely the coaching staff too yeah well, i feel like that's common in most colleges and stuff, especially with the high level that you were competing at um, the other thing that I want to talk about is your injuries because you have had quite a few, like, unfortunately, more than you probably would like to have. Um, but when you weren't, like, injured, like, when you were injured, how did that, like, because obviously you had put a lot into your sport and that was kind of, like, 
your whole like that was everything you were doing at that time what did you do like when you were injured how was your like mindset around competing and just everything else so a lot of my injuries fortunately and unfortunately weren't something that completely took me out they were nagging injuries whether it be you know shin splints or stress reactions stress fractures that weren't like debilitating stress fractures Mm -hmm. uh so i competed through a lot of it we just modified a lot of training you know i wouldn't run as much i'd be on the bike or in the pool Mm -hmm. uh but mentally it was it was definitely a struggle because you know i was used to competing at a certain level and really after my sophomore year of high school every almost every season ended in some sort of injury uh you know i've had a whole slew of stress fractures in my foot and, and lower leg uh concussion i've had a broken foot you know it's just a, a whole mess of things and and when it comes to the mental aspect of it like i i, I definitely struggled and yeah. i found ways to cope with it which were both healthy and unhealthy but my my biggest thing is that when i cross trained like i put everything into it like mm-hmm. i I worked extremely hard on the bike because I knew that I couldn't run and I couldn't get the miles in. So it's like, all right, well, I'm going to do every single thing I can outside of actually running mm-hmm. to get better. Yeah. Um, and, and I think my, my college coach and my high school coach helped me a lot through that, just talking and kind of talking me off the ledge, which I talk about with you guys <laughs> a lot, because uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big struggle. We put so much work in only for it to end in, you know, mm-hmm. an injury or or even if it's not one that takes you completely out, it's one that hinders your performance. And it, and it sucks because, you know, we put a ton of work in yeah. to not see the success really adds to the already stressful sport. Yeah. Do you think, like, um, when you, like, talking about injury and stuff, like, you said like, you didn't run as much and whatever, and they modified, like, do you think lower mileage honestly helped you? Because, I mean, you are, like, you still are mid-distance, so, like, people still think, like, high mileage is, like, the answer to everything. Do you think, like lower mileage might have helped you more than you know maybe prevented you from more injuries along the way yeah so I I think that a lot of people would benefit from lower mileage you know I I I believe in quality over quantity Mm -hmm. if we're out there plodding along at nine minute pace for 50 miles versus you know getting some good quality runs and good quality workouts in for 35 miles I think that we're just asking to get hurt Mm -hmm. Um, that's why like our high school program we don't we don't do a ton of mileage and especially in high school when it could lead to burnout it could lead to mm-hmm. a lot of injuries and for people who are moving on to the next level you know like hopefully yourself and like sydney yeah and uh jacob jacob uh a lot of kids who do high mileage in high school tend to not get any better in mm-hmm. college whether it's injuries burnout or just they already hit their peak so I think it's really beneficial to to have lower mileage athletes. Mm-hmm. And when I was running in high school, I was only running like 15 to 20 miles a week. And then in college, but sorry, I would I would also bike like five days a week. Yeah. And then in college, I, I only got up to like 55, 60. So I was still a, a low mileage guy, a lot more than I was used to. But in the whole grand scheme of things, you know, I had teammates who were running 100, 110 mile weeks. Yeah. Uh, most of my teammates who were running the same event were running like 70. So it was definitely beneficial for me, um, I think. 50 should have been my max but you know we we tried to push things to reach the next you know the next tier of of time so that's good have you ever seen like so you brought up like teammates and stuff of mine obviously um have you ever seen like teammates struggle with their mental health and like how are they treated or do they even talk about it with you or do you just kind of like see it and just kind of like I mean you are you know you just kind of move on yeah so I wish I handled it a lot a lot different than I did when I was in this situation I grew up in a family where we don't really talk about feelings we don't mm-hmm. we don't do any of that um so 
some of my teammates did and I tried to help them um or unfortunately I'd be like just get over it like be tough yeah and you know definitely a, a bad way looking back now yeah but that's just kind of the way that I was raised I, I you know one of my teammates his his name was Mick he had he had a pretty successful uh, career in high school he was a state champ in uh in cross country the one year for Ohio and then he in college he was constantly injured you know every mm-hmm. season I don't I don't even know if he finished a full season where he was completely healthy yeah. and he he struggled a lot he was my roommate through all of college uh, so I tried to help him as much as I could and now now that he's out of college he's doing a lot better he's actually now a 209 marathoner like nice. he's wow. he's running incredibly which I never would have guessed seeing mm-hmm. him throughout college because like I said yeah. he struggled a lot but yeah but yeah I mean I, I did the best that I could at the time you know if I yeah. if I if it was me now I would handle it a lot different but also a lot of the teammates just didn't talk about that yeah well and I mean obviously like we've I mean we've talked about it, like the girls are much more open with talking <laughs> that they about <laughs> like their mental health are coming up to you and stuff and like the boys on our team aren't so like I'm like oh they don't they look calm but they're probably freaking out inside they're just not showing it like do you feel like that you were always like that like like on the start line like or even like before a race or like the week before whatever like a big race did you ever have like freak out sessions or like times where you felt like just everything was kind of built up so I would never say that I had like a a freak out yeah I would definitely get nervous and obviously like everybody does Mm -hmm. and you know I'd get a little anxious at times but when I stepped to the line like I kind of blocked all that out and I was like all right you know the haze in the barn like nothing I could do right this second is going to change the outcome so let's just get out there and see what we could do mm-hmm. and that's something I talk about with like you girls a lot is you know we've put in all this work why not just try and let go of some of that fear the mm-hmm. anxiety the the stress of it and just go have fun yeah. like it's a fun sport when things are going well so it's like I, I love to compete in anything and this was something that I was good at so I I tended to not freak out, yeah. but there were definitely times where I had to talk to my coach because I was a little more nervous, where, whether it be a conference meet or, a, you know, a regional meet. And in high school, like, having qualified to the state meet, indoors and outdoors my sophomore year, every season after that, it was like, regionals was probably the most stressful yeah. meet for me because it was like, all right, you are expected to qualify mm-hmm. or you're expected to, to win it. and. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were definitely some some stressful moments during that time, but I tried to handle it the best that I could. Yeah. And if you looked at me before the race, I was always just stone cold. So yeah. So it appeared that there was no freak out, but you know there was definitely nervousness. Yeah. And and with the guys, they they freak out more than they let on. Yeah, I know. They just the guys team tends to hide a little bit better, or mm-hmm. they're just less vocal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Or afraid of being judged, honestly. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like? Because you said that you've talked with your coach before about this stuff. Like, you sat down and talked to him for a while or whatever. Do you ever feel like he judged you, in a sense, for sharing that stuff? Because it was so, like, kind no, of... No, to be honest, I, I think that he handled it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also a, a pretty injured athlete throughout his career. Yeah. Having torn his Achilles in his professional career, I believe, twice. Uh, so he understood it, and he would actually call for the meetings like I it wouldn't necessarily always be me reaching out he was good at picking up cues of like man I don't think this guy's doing very well like mm-hmm. mentally um, yeah he always knew what my cue was if I didn't make eye contact with him during a workout mm-hmm. he knew that things were not good <laughs> if I finished the interval and like ran away basically he's, he's like, like yeah he's like oh I gotta I gotta talk to him but oh, I never I never felt judged yeah um, and I've I've shared more with him than I have with 
even my own parents. So yeah. I, I think he was a great coach and, and a perfect fit for what I needed at the time. That's good. Okay, so I wanted to bring up something because, like, we talked about, like, you just, like, I, I killed you on the run that we just had. That you did. Yeah. <laughs> but so now that you're – because you said, like, obviously you had a bunch of injuries and that kind of like, leads to you being maybe retired earlier than you wanted to. How does that affect you now? Like, I mean, because you used to be running, like, 24-7, and now it's you're not, you know. Yeah, so when it first happened um, after my senior year of college, it was a very hard time. Like, I went from, like you said, it consuming my life for about a decade yeah. to, oh, I don't, I don't do this thing anymore. Um, I was dating a girl at the time who was still on the team. So that summer, after I got healthy, I started to run a little bit just throughout the summer to run with her because she was running alone every day. Um, but after that, like, I haven't run five miles until today since <laughs> since probably 2017. Oh, so it's, it's been a long time. Um, yeah. Like I said, at the beginning, it was really tough. And I, I did go through like a bit of depression about it because, like I said, it consumed my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's something I love to do. And then it was just abruptly taken away. And now I like to stay in good enough shape, obviously not for a five mile run, yeah. but good enough shape to run with some of the kids on the team for like three, four miles. Because yeah. um, I, I do enjoy it. And I enjoy like the camaraderie of it, of just talking on the run. We don't have to have professional talk. It's where I can hold, like, almost a little meeting, just see, check in, see how you're doing. Yeah. Um, but now my relationship with running is a lot healthier. Yes. I, I don't run as much, so I, I haven't had to worry about any sort of injury. I yeah. don't think I've exceeded, like, 12 miles in a week since 2017. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah, good. like I said, right now it's it's a lot healthier. Um, and I, I don't really think about the competing aspect of it, although I am jealous of you guys that you yeah. still get to compete. I do talk about that, but, yeah. I, mm-hmm. Do you think, like, as you've gotten older, you're, like, your, like, mindset around running has changed? And, like, even, like, I wanted to bring up if you're comfortable, like, just body, just, like, body image stuff or whatever and struggle. Because I know, like, men struggle with it, too. I've seen it, like, and stuff. But, like, it's something that's not really talked about. So do you think, like, you're your self-image kind of has changed as you've gotten older? Yeah, I would, I would say so. I, I wouldn't say I ever dealt with any sort of, like, body dysmorphia. But yeah. being a small guy, like, you know, you always think about, wow, I'm so small. And, yeah. and after I finished competing, I made, like, a real effort to gain some weight so that I'm actually, like, a healthy weight. Yeah. But when I was in college, I really focused on it because our coaching staff focused on it, which mm-hmm. definitely is not healthy. Um, I never like skipped meals or anything, and I always, I always felt like I was eating well, but I would always end up dropping weight. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was 120 pounds in college, and I gained muscle, but I was 114 miles, or sorry, 114 pounds in a, in college, and that was kind of my like race weight, which they kind of told us to get down to at the time. Yeah. But looking back now. I don't think it was the most unhealthy, but definitely not healthy. And when I'm talking to like my athletes now, I don't want to focus on that. I want to mm-hmm. focus on making sure you're eating enough because you guys are teenage kids running, you know, 30, 40 miles a week. You almost can't eat enough. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. like I said, with for myself personally, I had to put on weight because I was like grossly skinny, yeah. and I I hated being that. So I, mm-hmm. I you know I, I really worked I worked really hard to to put on some weight. Yeah. No, that's a good thing that you don't focus on that and that you did put on the weight because it probably makes you feel better too. Oh, it for sure does. Yeah. So, like, 
now I want to get into some happy stuff because that was some like deep like (laughs) (laughs) that was just some deep talking but I'm just gonna do some rapid fire like happy questions I call them so like what's your favorite color I think everybody knows what my favorite color is yeah I wear it all the time it's black and if it's not black it's blue it's one of my college colors yeah half of my wardrobe is is that blue yeah so I I guess that's also up there okay well I like blue (laughs) I like black too. I mean, black, you can't go wrong with it. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can't. Um, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Is it Batman? Is, I'm, not, I'm not a huge Batman <laughs> fan, to be honest. <laughs> I know. But uh, one of my favorites is uh, Saving Private Ryan. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Mm-mm. but uh, it's a Tom Hanks film from, I believe, like the early 2000s about uh, it's World War II and they're going in to save Private Ryan because, yeah. uh, because like, he lost like four of his brothers in the war and it's it's a historical fiction movie yeah. but they go in and try and save him and i think it's made really well it's a longer movie but yeah i've always liked war movies um cool. having parents who were both in the marine corps like they mm-hmm. always we always watch that kind of stuff my dad watches tons of war movies so. oh yeah yeah uh what is your favorite book one of my favorite books actually it was part of the uh part of our cross-country packet this year is oh. Discipline Equals Freedom by Jocko Willink. Uh, Jocko's a, a retired Navy SEAL, and he has a podcast called The Jocko Podcast, mm-hmm. and it talks about leadership and how to lead a team, which I use a lot of when I'm talking with you guys, mm-hmm. um, how to properly lead, and like at my other job managing. Um, it helps you become a better leader without being like an authoritarian leader. It, yeah. And it, it just... It helps build character, and I, I really like a lot of his books. He has a few other ones, like mm-hmm. uh, Strategy and Tactics. Um, there's another one, Extreme Ownership, which talks about um, if if something goes wrong, and it's something I talk about with you guys, yeah. when you guys have a poor race, it's not your fault, it's my fault. <laughs> I'm the one in charge. It's it's yeah. my training, it's my race plans, it's mm-hmm. it's a bunch of different things, and you guys give 100% effort, I know that. So it's it's yeah. owning the responsibility of of whatever the situation is wow. you have self-help books look at you yep there, there are probably different self-help books than you read but yes, <laughs> this one he kind of yells at you in it oh, <laughs> it's okay it's the type that you yeah. that you're used to actually i want to bring that up because like my grandparent my grandpa was in he like was in the vietnam war like having your parents in the military and like and stuff did that kind of change your mindset like like being like tough and stuff around running because you I'm sure they told you that stuff like be tough or whatever like do you think that helped you in races like honestly having that mentality like because you have to be tough in races like that's something that's there yeah for sure so I think I think parts of like how I grew up in terms of you're fine get over it like be tougher Mm -hmm. I think that helped and hurt um a lot of my running career I I think like in a race you know uh one thing my dad would say when I'd say, oh, it's cold. It's like, yeah, do you think they were cold at the Chosen Reservoir? Okay. And it's like, well, yeah, it was like negative 30 degrees and they were fighting in Korea. So yeah, I imagine they complained. I'm sorry, <laughs> I was just a little cold. I'm, I'm like 10 years old. Oh <laughs> but uh, but they're, you know, in a race, it's easier to push yourself if you just kind of, like I would repeat the words that my mom and dad would say, yeah. you know, just be tougher than the person next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, where it hurt is I've seen my parents go to work you know, sick or injured all the time. Um, my dad hurt his back and he's a, he's a mailman, but he still went to work every day and didn't complain. Well, my junior year, I tried not to complain about my shin injury and then it eventually led to a stress fracture. Yeah. And it was just, and he, even they said like, oh, you're complaining about a little shin pain, like you're fine, get mm-hmm. over it. Like, 
Yeah. So, so there's, there's definitely good and bad, but I'm, I'm very grateful for having the parents that I did. Like, I, I love them to death, and they taught me a lot, and they, you know, they, they, they still are teaching me a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know, I, lo- I love them very much. Yeah. We all love our parents. Yeah. Live, laugh, parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so any, like, what's something that, like, makes you happy besides running? Because, like, I, we've talked a lot about running and, like, the whole thing of this, like, person before sport. So, like, yeah. and we did talk about other stuff, but, like, what's something that makes you, like, just happy and, like, just enjoy life? So, I, I like to work with my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in my, like, spare time, I do some, like, small remodels on houses and stuff, and I, I really enjoy doing it because you help somebody see their vision of what they wanted, mm-hmm. and you just help facilitate that. I also really enjoy doing some woodworking, um, you know, just small stuff, making cutting boards, tables, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I just spend hours in my garage just kind of messing around. I've got a lot of scrap wood, and I'm just like, oh, let's just see if I can do this. I'll find something online. Um, cool. I also really enjoy spending time with family. Yeah. Um, my older brother has three kids, and I go over there. They live they live here in town, so mm-hmm. I'll go over there and just hang out with them. My, pepper sprayed, you know. Just what's that? Get pepper sprayed. Yeah, no, no that was my, my uh, little cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah, he actually pepper sprayed me one time. Yeah. That was super fun to deal with at a, at a family party. But my, you know, my one, my, my two younger uh, niece and nephew, um, they're a lot of fun. Uh, my niece is five and my nephew is three and they, you know, we just yeah. rough house and wrestle around and play uh, and then my older one you know she's she's becoming a teenager so it's a little oh. different but I've known her since she was a baby and, and we yeah. we still have a lot of fun together that's good okay then the last thing we're going to talk about is any words of wisdom before you go for athletes and just people listening okay so so when it comes to the athlete I think listening to your body is the most important thing um, and for people like who aren't athletes as well you know your body will tell you when things aren't right before your mind will tell you and you need to pick up on those flags you know a little bit of pain is okay now and then but if it's consistent you need to you know take like an inventory check and and modify things and it's it's okay to modify things there's Mm -hmm. a reason that training isn't very rigid it's very malleable and if it is very rigid it's probably not a good program Mm -hmm. um I I really think that people don't listen to their bodies and that's what including myself through most of my own career uh, and that's what leads to bad injuries mm-hmm. or just being out or just running through a plateau uh, or, or in a plateau for a while. Mm-hmm. So I think listening to your body is one of the most important things. I also think not having negative self-talk. Yeah. Uh, I was really bad about it when I was an athlete. If I lost a race or if I didn't perform as well as I want to, I was the worst person in the world and I would, I would cool down and I would just be angry at myself. I, yeah. Yeah. You guys probably don't know, but I, I have a little bit of an anger issue now and again. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I yell and I throw stuff when I would get upset with myself. But now that I'm a coach and I see what it did to me and what, I, what it did to some of my teammates, I think you're allowed to go on a cool down and, like, be like, man, that really sucked and, you yeah. know, this and that. But hanging your head doesn't do any good. If you're constantly thinking about the bad parts of the sport, one, you're not going to enjoy it, and two, you're not going to get better. So focus on the good stuff. Like you guys put in a ton of work and you always give a full effort. Yeah. Like there's there's things we can change on my end to make it better, but you guys if, as long as you give 100%, like you guys should be pretty happy. I know that it'd be nice to PR every time you step on the yeah. track, but when you reach a certain tier of athlete, it it becomes very difficult, mm-hmm. but hanging your head doesn't help anybody. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alright, well, that was great advice. Thank you for <laughs> listening. Thank you for, well, not listening. Thank you for answering my questions. And um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Alright, well, I appreciate it, Julia. Yes, thank you. Okay, that was the podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was definitely very nice to kind of just sit down and like talk to my coach about this stuff and kind of hear somebody who's been through um, a lot in a career, uh, college and high school career, and just hear his story and how he got into it, how his mentality around it has changed throughout the years, and just just everything, um, just to get to know him and more outside of just being a coach, which is obviously very nice. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode and um, be excited because I have more athletes coming on that are going to talk about the mental health, and I think it's something that just needs to be kind of shared and talked about. Okay, bye. Have a great day.